0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Becoming No One. I cannot believe that we are on episode eight right now. I'm your host, Big Taj, and today we're going to talk about the astral plane and a little bit about death, baby. So hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode. Today, again, we're going to talk about the astral plane and death um, because the astral plane is where we go after death, you know? So if we're going to talk about the astral plane, we kind of got to talk about death a little bit. Um, so there's a lot of information that will probably be split into two, a two part episode because like literally when I was taking my notes, y'all, my notes are like 14 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sis was going in. Okay. So I want to make sure that we really understand like what exists out there. And this is going to give us a lot of information. Now, some of it is going to sound like a fucking fairy tale to a lot of people. I just need y'all to listen with curious ears and open minds and just be critical afterwards. Just look this up yourself or see what you can find out there. And we'll kind of go from there, but you got to listen with open ears because some of this is going to seem like girl, is it crack? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I promise y'all that's not it. Um, so we need to cover the scenery of the astral plane, along with its inhabitants and phenomenon that kind of happen, like seeing spirits and stuff like that. Um, we talked a ton about how to navigate the physical reality, and now we're moving into navigating the non-physical, okay? Reality. And this episode is the first step in us doing that. Okay, so this episode is going to require, again, like I said, you to be curious, just hanging there with me. So I've actually talked about this in other episodes, but we have a physical part of us and a non-physical part, right? We have the physical body that we look at every single day, but we also have an astral body, which we refer to as our indigo ray body in the previous episodes when we was talking about consciousness, right? So with each body, there comes a separate set of senses. So we have physical senses, which are taste, touch, smell, hear, and see. And then we also have astral senses okay or what people will call psychic senses because this is how psychics usually navigate the world psychics are just like us they just tapped in more well like me of course because I'm a medium but everybody else as well everybody has access to these senses it's just a matter of whether you're tapped in or you're not tapped in okay so we are spirits having a human experience not the other way around that's the first part of us understanding this is understanding that the quicker that we realize that we are more than just the body um, the better off we will be, and the more we will be able to seek to expand our awareness and our consciousness, um, so that we can understand who we are in like uh, the other senses. Right, we'll start to want to tap into those under- other senses. So the astral senses are actually clear audience, clairvoyance, clear cognizance, clear gustance, um, and I'm gonna explain what each one is. Okay, so clear audience is actually called clear hearing. OK, so usually these are the people who can hear beyond our reality. They typically hear music or words in their own voice, but in their own head. OK, not everybody has a voice in their head, which is something I like that blows my fucking mind still. OK, so have you ever seen the video of Michael Jackson making the beat? To one of his songs in his head and he's not a musician he was just an artist so he couldn't actually play the instrument so he started playing the melody you know or beatboxing kind of like the melody for the people this is the, the exact vibe that i'm talking about okay so a lot of musicians and public speakers are often led by this sense that they're just not aware that that is what's happening okay so it feels kind of like a thought but it's more it's louder and it's more pronounced um so I don't know if, how to explain this besides like, have you ever been like falling asleep? And I'm gonna just say falling asleep at the wheel because this has happened to me before. No, I know I wasn't supposed to be driving. Listen, mind y'all business. But what I'm saying is I fell asleep like, or was about to fall asleep at the wheel one time. And it sounded like somebody called my name and I jumped up and I was like super alert. Um, So that's another form of clear audience. Like Sometimes like your, your spirit team would be like, hey, you need to pay attention and they'll call your name and you'll like jump up out of your sleep. So um, it's like the same. It's like the same thing. Now, second is clairvoyant, but we could kind of say that this is first because I feel like more people when they think about psychic senses, they think about clairvoyance. OK, and this is called clear seeing. OK, people who usually live in like mountainous areas are more because if you think about it, mountainous areas are more quiet and there's more serene and there's not a lot of people around, are more tapped into their clairvoyance. These are the people who get prophetic dreams, uh, might experience deja vu a lot. They might daydream a lot. They might get visions in their head. But it's not like a movie playing in your head. It's more like pictures. Come in like one by one, which needs to be decoded for most people. Some people do get a full full uh, movie going on in their head. And um, usually you're able to see like auras and whenever your chakras are blocked. Also, um, you may sp- see spirits or dark entities. OK, so it's clear seeing you can kind of see through the veil. Okay, next we have clear cognizance and this is called clear knowing. Um, It really is you using your gut feelings to guide you. This is one of my strongest senses. Okay, so people use this when they're doing tarot or in their day-to-day life all the time. We just don't know it. Also, people who are human lie detectors are typically people who have clear cognizance. Usually the people who interrupt a lot, they get random ideas and solutions to problems and don't really know how they know the answer to that. Um, it's like kind of like knowing that, you know, probably spend a lot of time thinking. So it is a sense of certainty that can't be explained. So you have to just trust yourself in order for you to really tap into this clear cognizance. Next, we have clear sentience, which is, again, one of my strongest uh, psychic senses which is called clear feeling so you literally pick up on emotional energy these are the people who pick up on vibes and they sense when something isn't right or when they need to leave a dangerous situation again the vibe checkers say you meet someone and get a bad feeling based off their energy this is what clear sentience is also, the people who uh, see someone crying and they actually experience the other person's pain as if it's their own. Y'all, when George Floyd protest was going on, I literally walked down to my downtown where I was living in Indianapolis and I like had a backpack full of waters because I knew it was going to be protest and they was like shooting people with these rubber bullets. It was like crazy, right? So I go down there because I'm like, look, I got to protect my people, baby. And we about to put boots on the ground. And I walk up and everybody's kind of around like our city hall. And as soon as I walk up, it was this really, really heavy feeling. Like I've never felt this before. And my mom started hugging me and I'm like, what's going on, girl? You you good? And she was like, no, like you're profusely crying. And I had no fucking idea that I was crying. It was literally like the emotions were so heavy that I became my body became overwhelmed. So it's like the, that same thing. Okay. These are the people who want to know who's over there. Because they know that if they go over there and it's bad energy, they're gonna wanna leave. These are, this is sentient. So a lot of us are using this all the time. All right, next we have clairgustance. Clairgustance is clear tasting. Okay, so this is the ability to taste something that's not actually there. Um, they typically have a heightened sense of taste and make really good food critics, bakers, and chefs. Um, also, the people who are able to single out, like by biting a piece of food, they're able to single out the ingredients. Those are usually people who are using clairgustance. Now, What's crazy about this is one time I was having a dream and I actually told my subconscious mind, like, hey, bring up something um, that I need to heal from. Right. And it was a situation with these two dogs. And I could automatically tell that this was me and my brother's situation. Right. And um, basically the dog, the the male dog kept messing with the girl dog and she was. Basically, he was bullying her and she just was ignoring him. And then when she finally started to fight back, everybody thought that she was the problem. And what she was doing was biting this boy dog's back. And it was like, oh, she's defective. But y'all, when she bit his back, I tasted blood in my mouth in my dream. That's what this is. okay? like you'll taste something and it's not actually there. A lot of people will taste like a metallic taste or like a copper taste in their mouth. That's what this is. And then the last one is called Clear Aliens, and this is Clear Smelling. Um, And again, it's like a a lot of times like your spirit team from the other side will actually try to communicate with you through this. Sometimes you'll smell cigarettes or you smell like a perfume uh, of like somebody who passed away. Okay. So I actually experienced this one time and I was like really sad about my grandma who had passed away. And I was walking through a store and I literally smelled this lady who like walked, she walked directly in front of me and she smelled just like my grandma. Now I don't smell my grandma's smell too often. She smelled just like my grandma. And it was just like an indicator, like, Hey, I'm here with you. Okay. Um, so people who have clear Uh, smelling, usually pick out smells that are linked to past memories. Um, but there's nothing in the environment for the smell to come from. So, um, also, people who can pick out the scent of perfumes and say, oh, this has like lavender or this has like sandalwood in it. Those are usually people who are using this sense, okay? So, these senses can be developed through a qualified teacher, crystal gazing, sun gazing, um, when the sun first rises or when it's about to set, putting an object in a box and recreating the image in your head, getting a deck of cards and seeing if you can feel if the car is red or black. There's so many techniques to us trying to develop these senses. Now, the ordinary person only experiences flashes of the astral senses because we have been conditioned to think that we're only physical. But there was this quote that says, Persons who have developed the use of their astral senses are able to receive the sense impressions of the astral plane just as clearly as they are able to receive those of the physical plane by means of the physical senses. So, if we want to truly master who we are, we cannot deny any part of our being. So, we have to accept ourselves for what we are and educate ourselves so that we can transcend this reality when that time comes. Okay. And part of that is understanding what we're going to talk about in these next two lessons. All right. So, in In order to experience the astral plane, you have to be able to separate your consciousness from your physical body. If you're still living, you can also do this when you pass, of course, which we talked about. So a lot of physical beings, they do it through like astral projection, lucid dreaming, astral traveling, remote viewing. Like Those are some of the names that have been used to describe this. Okay. So a lot of us actually do this naturally when we go to sleep. Um, Also through the use of psychedelics as well. Um, Sometimes when we take mushrooms or like say, for example, we go on a trip, um, we can literally create our reality in real time. And that's actually the power that you have on the astral realm. So all that is doing because those are teachers, right? Any medicinal herbal or um, any things that we use that come from the earth are teachers. They're supposed to teach us what it feels like to be in that state. But we're supposed to just use it as a tool and not be Codependent on it, right? We're supposed to be able to develop the, the ability to do this on our own. And that's what the teachers are actually showing us. Okay. So a lot of times when we dream, we can't remember when we wake up. And during the process, sometimes we do wake up and when we do, we call these night terrors. Night terrors are literally when your body is still asleep, but your mind wakes up and your consciousness wakes up. That's why you can't move. But the thing about night terrors is you are already in using your astral body, right? Which means that you're on the fourth plane when you're in the astral world. The way that you feel directly affects what you experience. Okay. So if you fear and you become fearful, immediately these entities that feed off of fear will come. And that's why some people say, it feels like somebody was holding me down. They're tricksters. They literally will come and do that because they know that you are fearful and that's what you think is going to happen. Okay. So you have to literally change your thought process and become aware of what's happening. And when you become aware of what's happening, you can change the way that you're thinking. I literally, the first time I did this, I was sitting on my porch earlier in the day and there was a mailman who was like sitting outside, but he was being so weird. And I'm like, let me go make sure my door is locked. And when I went to sleep that night and I started going through this process, the first thing that happened was somebody was trying to break into my house and I thought it was the fucking mailman. Right. And then I had to realize what was happening and I was able to change and say, okay, you know, this isn't real. All right. So, but it is more real than our real reality. That's what we got to understand. Okay. So, Um, You will know how to protect yourself once we're done having this conversation in these next two episodes. All right. But when you have night terrors, that is your consciousness waking up while your body is asleep and you need to know how to navigate in order for you to get out of that state, which we'll probably talk about in like not the next episode, but the episode after. Okay, so let's talk about the scenery of the astral. Plane okay, so the astral plane has seven subdivisions, and each of them have like a corresponding degree of matter but also a corresponding degree of materialization, which basically just means if something is a solid mass or if something is like more translucent. Okay, so the highest from the lowest division one through three are a first class of its own, which is the highest And then four through six is kind of in the middle and seven is the lowest and is completely by itself now seven Actually looks like have y'all ever seen the movie soul where they're in that ship and there's literally like wandering souls Just kind of like walking around in this dark area, right? That's what seven looks like. It's like kind of like a purgatory but um half of the background is similar to the physical world. When we talk about four through six, it literally kind of looks like earth. Okay. But life on the sixth division is just like life on earth minus our body and its necessities. Okay. So, um, as the body ascends through the fourth and fifth division, it becomes less and less material, meaning that you become more like pure light. And meaning you become more pure light and more withdrawn from the lower worlds in its interest. Okay. So as you get to those top three divisions, you don't really like, you're not really concerned with earthly matters, like the ego and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the sceneries of the lower division is that of earth as we know it but a little more because it looks it's looked at from a different perspective right because you have access to your astral senses whereas you know on earth we don't have access to our astral senses the astral plane literally sits on top of our plane so once we are actually in the astral plane we're able to see our full vision our full perspective so if you're looking at like a cube Right. Usually when you're looking at a cube, it's kind of like a shadow that kind of cast upon it on the end that you you are not closest to. That's not how it is in the astral world. You can literally see this straight through it, through the middle, but also that all sides are even. And it kind of may like startle you or you look at it like, what the hell is this? But, you know, we don't have full access. So you got to understand that when you're looking at stuff through the astral lens. So when you're looking at something in the astral plane, Basically, what you're doing is looking at it from all perspectives at once. Okay, so that's why it doesn't look similar to us. Um, But the things that you need to understand before you start trying to navigate the astral plane are that everything that's matter actually has an astral counterpart. Like right now, we are matter and we have an astral counterpart that exists for everything. Okay, and every matter has its own atmosphere that exists within. so that is our auric field, right? That's what we consider to be our aura. And sometimes other people can see the field that you're living within or people call the aura, the etheric body as well. It's the same thing. All right. Now, when you are actually using astral vision, you can magnify an object to its desire size. So if you think about when you're on a trip, if you ever been on a little trippy trip, you know, I ain't talking about Tabali. Okay. Okay. If you're looking at something and you desire for it to be bigger, you literally just got to think it and then boom, it's up in your face. Okay, that's like the same thing that happens on the astral plane, because like I said, the medicinals and any herbal remedies that we use on this side are just teachers to help us get to that state. But we can do that without the teachers. All right. So you may also see colors that are outside of our normal color spectrum okay because like I said we don't have full arrange array divisions but like animals do like cats and stuff but we don't so you may see a blue that you ain't never seen before and it's going to be hard for you when you come back to our reality to even explain what you saw in like our words um so yeah so because the because this is something you're not used to seeing, most people don't remember when they are when they come back out because they're either too dazed and confused about what they're seeing. Um, it's really hard for us to translate it anyways into words in a physical plane. So there are inhabitants in the astral realm that can change their appearance. And some try to play tricks on you because they know that you are inexperienced or ruled by fear. And it is important for us to under- understand that the astral world or the astral plane and how we navigate it before we try to astral project or remote view so the loss of the physical body makes no difference because we continue to exist just in different states and what I mean by that is death is not final I know that they tell us that in religions but it is not final okay It's not. Otherwise you can't believe in ghost and also believe that death is final. You can't believe in psychic help and also believe that death is final. It is not. Okay. We just change and transition into something else because we are energy. And you remember I said in my first episode that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed into something else. We transform into something else. Okay. So. For the seventh subdivision, it's very similar to the movie. Soul, which we talked about, um, but the Egyptians actually refer to this as being very quiet. Like um, they say that it's super, a super uncomfortable experience to experience because there's a lot of darker entities that hang out on this seventh lower subdivision. Okay, so the Egyptians uh, describe it as no water, no air, just figures walking around Um, and then. Again, like I said, it's super undesirable inhabitants that kind of exist on this seventh seventh subdivision. Now, one through three divisions are so far removed from Earth in the physical plane that they have no interest in earthly matters. But typically, if you get to the first to the third subdivision is very beautiful. Okay, in records of the astral light, which is called the Akashic records, are, I believe that Akashic Records are actually on the eighth plane and we'll talk about that before, but we got to kind of mention that now because the Akashic Records are basically like, you remember I talked about the universal logos where everybody can tap into this energy that holds all the information of the multi-universes. That's what the Akashic Records are really just a quick disclaimer, though, I took some fucking castor oil and I got a lot of gas coming up. So I just want you to know I'm not trifling. OK, and if I burp a little bit in here, I apologize because I'm not trying to even be that girl. But, you know, I had a little too much dip on my chip with the castor oil. So I just want to put that out there. Next, we're about to talk about the inhabitants of the astral plane. And this is the part why I need y'all to be a little curious before y'all critical because y'all gonna be like, girl, be for real. All right, y'all gonna be like, be fucking for real. I get that. And that's why I'm gonna give you all the resources that y'all need. And I hope I don't sound ridiculous. All right. So the inhabitants are really hard for us to understand from our level of consciousness. So what we're going to do is divide it into groups. We're going to say the humans, the non-humans, and the artificials. Now, when we go to the humans, this can actually be divided into groups as well. The living and the dead. Now, I'm gonna use those terms loosely because living, we'll just say, are those who do not have a physical body. I mean, those who have a physical body. And the dead, we're going to say those who do not have a physical body. Now, I talked about this on TikTok before, but a mind is just an entity without a body. Okay, so you still maintain your consciousness once you pass over. All right. But you are not dead. You are still there. There's just certain ways that you could be existing. And that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so let's start with the living. There are four classes within the living. Okay, so first is called the adept and this is called the maya velupa. So this is a body used to exist in the lower four planes. Okay, so this formed out of the mind body and the pupil or the student constructs this themselves, but typically they need some type of teacher or master to help them in the beginning until they can create this themselves because it's really hard to create this without some type of spiritual teacher to help you. All right. So it's used in place of the astral body and allows the passage between the lower plane, which is the Devachana or Devachanic plane and the astral at will. So it allows you to use the higher uh, powers of its own plane, like the astral plane, not usually a material body unless the person creates it out of the astral matter around them only used to make itself visible to lower entities whose vision cannot transcend their plane. Okay, so what does that mean? You know how they say that, oh, aliens are always around us or entities are always around us, but we cannot see them is because they haven't lowered their vibration enough to materialize so that we can see them. The same thing here. Okay, so when you're in this, um, this Maya Velupa body, right? When you're in this body, you can lower your vibration so people of the lower plane can see you. Or you can navigate that plane and never be seen at all. All right. So this person has full access to their consciousness as they do on earth. But whether we remember when we wake up depends solely on whether we are able to carry our consciousness with us out of the dream state. All right. And then next we have the psychically developed person. Okay. So this is me. All right. So may or may not be spiritually developed does not need the guidance of a master. They're just able to kind of tap into the astral plane by themselves. When a person is born with psychic powers, it is usually a result of a past life where they developed their senses and it followed them into this life. Whether they use them for good or or they were completely ignorant and unworthy of their gifts, it still fa- follows them into the next life. All right. Usually perfectly conscious and can move through the astral plane, usually only attracted to one division. Uh, meaning that they usually only exist on like one plane instead of going, you know, to the higher planes. And, uh, if they do not have proper training, recollection, recollection in the waking world may vary due to training as well. So they always appear in the astral body, which is your indigo ray body and probably uh, do not know how to form the adept body by themselves. So next we have the ordinary person. This is usually a person who does not have any psychic gifts or don't have access to their psychic gifts. And they're just kind of floating around in their astral body because whether you believe it or not, we all leave our body when we are sleeping. It's a matter of do you remember it or do you not remember it? Okay, and sometimes when you do wake up in the middle of this, you think that it was just a dream, and you have actually you woke up in the middle of you being somewhere else. Okay, so they're kind of just like floating about in their astral body, more or less in an unconscious condition. Okay, so some are super lethargic, and others are floating and occasionally recognize other people in similar conditions. So usually wake up confused with distorted glimpses of the experience, and typically chalk it up to a weird dream. This uses the astral body as well, but as the man develops more intellect and understanding of the astral body, they become more defined and more closely resemble the physical body. Meaning that when you are able to understand what you're doing, you become more conscious during this process, you're able to materialize more. All right. And then the last one is called the black magicians or the students. All right. And this class corresponds closely to the first or the adept body except the development is made for evil instead of good. So this is the service to self path for sure. So the powers are typically used to uh, as for purely selfish reasons instead of benefits of humanity. Also may be practitioners who practice voodoo. And the reason why I'm saying voodoo is because Hoodoo is more like light magic, like plant magic and stuff like that. Little harmless magic, like glimmers and and stuff, glamour magic and stuff like that. But voodoo usually uses some type of blood magic. Okay, Um, but this is just the this is just what the book says. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm not trying to say that all voodoo is blood magic. I'm not saying that. Okay, so this is what the book was saying. Take this with a grain of salt. Um, but they are put in this category because they practice tantric magic along with some other aboriginal groups who still practice. So ne- let, uh, next, let's talk about the dead. And this is, again, a mind without a body or a entity that um, is unattached to a physical body. All right. Now, that's why you got to watch the movie What Dreams May Come by Robin Williams, because he was over there living a full life with his wife and his kids after they passed over. Uh, somebody who is passed over is just as much alive as we are. There are pets over there and everything, baby. OK, that's why you got to watch the movie now. All right. So there's nine classes that are considered to be dead. All right. Now, the first one is called the neuromonicus. And this is a soul who has a temporary astral body like the adept so that they can explore the lower divisions. So it's literally like the adept, but the adept is somebody who is living. This is somebody who has passed over. All right. And then the other one is called the Chela, And these are the souls who are awaiting reincarnation. Okay. So typically they are above normal strength and you you rarely come across somebody who is awaiting reincarnation. All right. But they talk about this again in that movie. What dreams may come next? You have the ordinary person after death. Um, They enter the karma loka, which is the state that they enter. But it's a huge group of souls and the character and condition of the souls vary. The length that they have been in the astral realm varies as well because people die all the time. So you can stay on this level for centuries or a short amount of time, you know, depending on where you are in your evolutionary consciousness. So the average person has not freed themselves from any of their karmic debt. So they may be in this level for a long period of time because they have lessons and stuff that they have to learn on the other side uh, that have to be released um, to the higher ego. So this is an arrangement of the astral body called the karma lupa and the astral body, which is is fully awake and can visit all astral planes, but the karma lupa is actually strictly confined to the level that they are on when they pass. Okay. So that's why, if you watch this movie that I'm talking about, if somebody has passed by suicide, they get stuck in this state of self-loathing. Okay. So you really are kind of stuck at your level of consciousness. So we set these forces into action while we are still living. That's why it's important for you to meditate because meditation is really practiced so that you can stand up, set up the world that you want to experience once you pass over. And when you are about to pass over, you can go ahead and go into a meditative state and move into that area. And then when you pass over, you'll be in that area already. Okay. So if they reach a high level in their uh, life, then it will be really hard for mediums or other or any other ordinary medium to channel them because they are released. They have released any earthly attachments. And what I mean by that is these people who exist on the one through third subdivision, it's going to be really hard for any medium to get into contact with them because they don't really care about earth anymore. They don't really care about the people who exist here or anything that's going on on earth, okay? So it really does take a really skilled medium to connect with these higher level beings. Um, But it's a sign of progress because they become less dense and more pure light. And that's the whole fucking goal of this thing. If you watch my episode on the seven densities of consciousness. So there's a different variety of intelligence that kind of exists in this group. So because we live in this Western society that tells us when we are dead, We're gone forever. Many souls are super confused when they pass over because they still have their consciousness and because they still have their mind, right? And they're still able to think as if they're the same person. A lot of them will refuse to accept that they have passed over, which causes a lot of issues because if again, you watch this movie, I'm gonna reference this movie a lot in this, that next two episodes, because it really is the most accurate depiction of what actually happens. Okay. It's on Tubi. Well, it was on Tubi last time I watched it. All right. So it it makes it really hard for them to accept the fact that they've passed over. And a lot of times they'll start being earthbound and they'll start like hanging around a family and trying to communicate with a family and will become very frustrated when they can't do that. And sometimes it can lead them to being like a darker entity. So you got to be careful. And that's why we need to learn about this stuff so that we don't get stuck in this state. So next we have this uh, entity called The Shade. And this is an entity that has purged itself of the astral plane or who who has basically died on the astral plane. Okay. So what, what actually happens is they try to shed their higher ego and they try to shed their connection with their higher self. All right. So this leaves the karma loop behind almost like, If we were to die in the physical plane, like how we have a corpse. Yeah. If they die on the astral plane, they also have like a corpse called the karma lupa, which is the body that they take on when they passed over. These entities bear the shape and hold the memories of the person who has passed, but it isn't the same person. Okay. Because they don't have any of the emotions that tie it to earth or previous incarnations. So this is like a soulless bundle of all of the lower qualities or manners of a person who has passed away. All right, and usually when people do séances, this is what appears, okay? So they think that they talking to their they person, but they're not talking to their person. They're talking to like the lowest form of this person, who are the lowest qualities, which are like selfishness, hatred, envy, jealousy, like all of those bad Qualities, okay. So it tr- it separates itself from the higher self. So it's typically involved within like black magic practitioners. They usually use these entities. Next is the shell, and the shell has no intelligence or a consciousness. It's like a cloud that has been swept away. Only has intelligence when it comes into contact with the medium because it's literally like siphoning the medium's medium's intelligence. Then it will appear as it did in the physical plane. Usually dealt with by people with evil desires. A type of shell is usually bluish white form. And usually you will see these hovering over graveyards or spirits in a graveyard. These is what are in the graveyard. Okay, Um, next we have the vitalized shell. And this is not human at all, but an artificial entity, always malevolent. Meaning that it's always for evil purposes. And it's being the being typically used for to further any evil agendas. And then we have the suicide Or victims of sudden death, which is just like kind of like overdose or a quick car accident. These are the people who was in perfect health and then they passed over. So usually they exist on the 7th, 6th, or 5th division. If they're happy when they passed, uh, they kind of go into this state of like a quiet slumber or like a dream state, basically. But if they were in a low, depressed, or selfish state... They create their own personal hell and typically develop into evil entities. So they gravitate to mediums or any sensitive person that they can upset because they can no longer satisfy their selfishness without a body of their own. So they will come and attach themselves to us um, while we're still living and basically. The way that they choose us is based off of our vices. If we have the same vices as them, like maybe they was an alcoholic, they will attach themselves to a sensitive alcoholic so that they can push their own agenda. The shit's crazy. All right? So... They gravitate to mediums and sensitive people that they can upset because they no longer can satisfy their selfishness without a body. They take delight in using the illusions and benefits of being on the astral plane to lead others into the same life they had, like depression, drinking, selfishness or drugs. These are the incubi that people refer to in medieval writings. Um, where they talk about the beings of lust and greed who feed off the living. These dark entities provoke victims to do horrible crimes or or commit suicide themselves. So this is the voice in your head. There was a guy who was telling a story on TikTok and he was talking about that he was going to unalive himself. And he was like that it was a voice in his head that was so strong that he knew that he just had to do it. He was pro- he probably had one of these entities attack- attached to him, Okay. Because he said that he actually did not want to do it, but he went through with it because the voice was so strong. So these dark entities, their power fails against beings who have a pure mind and a pure purpose, meaning that if you're not living by your vices and you're in this pure state of consciousness where you're meditating and you're really taking care of your mind, you're handling your shadow work, you don't have any fears or anything like that, they, they don't have anything to exploit. Okay, because what they do is they scan your body and they see what they can exploit. And if you don't have anything to exploit, they have to move on to the next person. That's why it's so important to raise your vibration. That's why it's so important to use awareness and mindfulness throughout your day so that you are not attacked by something you cannot see. All right. So people who have an open third eye usually see these beings at bars or at concerts in the crowd latching on to people. If you all ever seen videos from Astro World, the day that those people passed away, these things were jumping around in the crowd. Yeah, uh-huh. So these, along with the shells and the vital shells, are called energy vampires because they drain the vitality from living vi- beings, all right? And then next, we have actual vampires. Now, like I said, hey, be curious, y'all, be curious, okay? So this is actually extremely rare. rare. This has went out of style a really, really long time ago, Um, but they still exist in like Russia and Hungary. I'm not hungry, Hung- Hungary, that's how you say it. All right, so um, these are really relics from former races. So we have really evolved past running across these, but still worth mentioning, more common in Russia and Hungary. What we see on TV is exaggerated though. So a part of the eighth sphere, these vampires, they basically take a body after it has died and kind of traps the entity's consciousness in this trance. And it keeps it alive after death in perfect condition and um, basically feeds off it feeds off of it so you have to burn the body now werewolves are different so this is this body is seized upon by an entity and materializes as a wolf typically or it could be any other animal it cannot fully materialize though and it goes around killing other animals or humans and it's basically these two entities are basically trapped uh, in the area of where the body is okay so they can't go very far but they crave blood and they usually hang around the body. So next, we're going to talk about the non-humans and there are parts of this that we're just not going to be able to understand. Okay. And it includes beings that are not from the physical plane and also beings of higher higher intelligence who are from like other universes. All right. Now I'm going to explain to y'all what I can explain to y'all, but this non-human section is divided up into four classes, but we're going to just talk about the nature spirits, the animal kingdom, the devas and then um there's also like four devas it, but that are considered to be like the cardinal angels or the cardinal the four cardinal points that have been mentioned in the bible so we're just going to talk about those four but just understand that this class is actually bigger than what i'm going to give y'all information about okay so first is the animal kingdom and those are our animals period point blank animals pass over too all right so, usually, when an animal passes, their essence flows back into the energy uh, with which it came from, meaning like its creator. But it doesn't happen immediately. So, just like humans, animals have like a karma loop of that forms and it exists on the astral plane. Um, Now, again, if you've seen what dreams may come, the first thing that happened when he passed over was that his dog came and met him. That happens on the astral plane, because like I said, they exist on the astral plane. But how long they exist on the astral plane just kind of depends on what level of intelligence they they actually have reached in the living world. Okay, so. Um, I'm a medium. And so I want to tell y'all this story. So I had a client who actually had a grandmother who had passed over. Now her grandmother was like a fucking pioneer back in the times where women was not supposed to be, you know, doing their own thing. And she had her own pet grooming business. Right. And when I was connecting to her grandmother, I'm like, oh my gosh, she has a lot of pets around her. And I can kind of see you playing in her backyard. And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, she was a pet groomer. And we were talking about it. And the grandma was calling herself the pet wrangler. And I was like, your grandmother is saying that she's the pet wrangler. And she started laughing and she was like, you know, that's her personality or whatever. But she was like explaining to me that she was a groomer. But also when all of her pets have passed, she has called in her grandmother to come and get the pets. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that explains why she has all these animals around her. And she's like, oh my gosh, does she have this animal and that animal? And I'm like, yeah, she she has all of them, baby. She has that, some chickens, some, some cat. Like she has a lot of animals around her, right? So... Um, Like i say that to say this, animals do kind of go over to the astral realm. And um, again, how long they stay on there just kind of depends on the level of intelligence that they have gained in the waking world. Okay. But when they're over there, they're kind of in like this dream state of consciousness, but they're super, super happy. Okay. So they don't really have their full personality, but they're kind of like in this dream state. So animals who have gained a lot of intelligence and develop a sense of individualism, no longer have the desire to be a part of a group. That's what individualism really means, okay? And um, their, li- their entire life, they're basically preparing to incarnate into a human. On the astral plane, they stay longer than less intelligent animals because again, they have to learn their lessons because they're about to take a human incarnation, all right? So you remember when I talked about the second density and how they, there becomes a point where an animal has advanced his intelligence enough to desire to want to move on to the third density. These are typically the animals who act like humans, the animals that are pushing the buttons and they understand what humans are saying and all of that. The animals that you see on TikTok, a lot of them their next incarnation, they'll end up being a human. Okay. So we used to be animals because we had to come through the first density, the second density up into this third density and now into the fourth density as of 2012 okay so we had to go through these levels of consciousness as well so do animals now I'm gonna go ahead and end the episode here I know I'm leaving y'all on a cliffhanger because next time we're gonna talk about nature spirits and babies that's the fairies the phase the goblins the trolls (laughs) just hear me out okay like I said just hear me out friend I know I sound ridiculous but just hear me out so next episode we're going to talk about that and I'm really excited to share this information with y'all so that we can open up a discussion about it I love y'all deep and I'm gonna see y'all next time